Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Tracy Koga. And thanks for downloading this podcast from ilikehugh.com. If you can, give us a follow or a subscribe. And remember that all the information about the guests in today's episode can be found at ilikehugh.com. Now, let's get started. One, and I have to, sorry, uh, want to say all of our deep condolences and sympathies go out to all of the families who have lost their loved ones or someone they know during this pandemic, whether it's from COVID or other illnesses. Um, It's been... Wow, an incredible but uh, very eye-opening last year. And we're only hoping that 2021 comes with some hope. We're still in lockdown. Uh, We will be for possibly another 30 days. We are waiting with bated breath to see if something can be opened. Uh, But uh, there does seem to be a sense of complacency. And it's really kind of hard to explain. And uh, we're going to be talking about that. So I want to immediately open the doors to all of our lovely ladies and thank them so much for coming back. Uh, Never in my wildest dreams did I think way back in April we would still be doing this in 2021. (laughs) But thank you so much. Wow. Well, I'm going to say happy, happy old new year, Susie, Charlotte, Kirsten. I think Linda's joining in on the call too as well. Um, I was just saying, if you asked last April when we first started this, uh, you're going to be doing this in the new year, I would say you're crazy, absolutely crazy. But here we are. Uh, I don't know about you. Maybe um, some of you can um, maybe further explain. I just saw yesterday that it was announced we're still in another 30-day lockdown, state of emergency, but they didn't specifically say code red. Susie's kind of nodding her head. Is that correct? And that was effective as of 4 p.m. yesterday. So 30 yeah, days. There'll be, there'll be more. There'll be more updates, I think, uh, as we get towards the end of the week. But yeah. Oh, oh well. Anyways, so we're going to start off with some um, good news. Susie, you always do that. <laughs> so let's talk, okay, about the first food festival of 2021. It is an annual. It is dear to your heart, Susie. And you know what, ladies, uh, we will talk about takeaways from 2020, but one of them has been food. <laughs> I think that everybody has embraced food, whether healthy, unhealthy, <laughs> full of chocolate, full of butter, something easy to make, something hard to make, but chicken. Wow, Susie. Okay, so uh, give us the lowdown on how Fried Chicken Fest 2021 is going to go down. <laughs> I don't know why that unmute button was hard to find. Yeah, so it's the fourth annual Fried Chicken Fest and it starts January 16th. And the goal of this of this food fest was always to be with people, right? right. It was always for us to get together with our friends and you know visit restaurants and to order fried chicken and basically have as much fried chicken as you can. And that's not possible <laughs> this year. So the gathering isn't possible, but you can still order as much fried chicken as you'd like, and you can still, you know, Zoom with your family and friends if you want, and that way you don't have to share the fried chicken. Maybe that's a bonus too. I don't know. But um, we're also going to be wrapping our messaging for Fried Chicken Fest in Save Manitoba restaurants as well, because January is typically a really slow time for restaurants, which is why we positioned this food festival in January was to give that you know, boost and sort of that customer and guest count to restaurants and 
um, the first year that we had it, people were just blown away by how um, successful this was. And they said that like, their year over year revenues were up like 300% from when they normally were. So we could tell that people were excited. People were, you know, taking this on and having fun and just doing something fun with their friends in the winter, right? And we can still do all that during this pandemic. We can still support restaurants. We can still gather with fried chicken virtually with our friends and just have a lot of fun. Oh my goodness. So is there, is there kind of like a contest like they have with burgers for fried chicken too as well? Yeah. yeah. So there is actually a chicken trophy and uh, <laughs> my, my co-founder is in charge of the trophy. Um, and I wasn't sure if we were going to do the voting part this year, but because the voting takes place online, there's mm -hmm. nothing that says that we can't do it. So I think when we finish updating the site this week, we'll have that voting option available to go live um, when the food fest kicks off. And um, yeah, it'll be really exciting. Oh, so I don't know, you ladies, what do you think? We could have like a Zoom fried chicken party <laughs> ne next one, like or when the festival starts, you know, I, if yeah. you feel like eating fried chicken at 1130 in the morning, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, that's right. I'm vegetarian, so I will. Uh... <laughs> so, so am I, so am I. So you know what, we'll, we'll order sides, we'll order sides. How's that? <laughs> My daughters are huge, like they would be all like I could get them in the background, yeah. their fried chicken. They would be yeah. so happy with that. Well, I, I could also add though, like for judging from my boys in the family, um, the, uh, the Merchant Kitchens, um, uh, Korean fried chicken or, you know, KFC chicken. Yeah. And Brazen yeah. Hall fried chicken. Yeah. So, so Chef Jesse from Merchant Kitchen always puts together something unbelievable for Fried Chicken Fest. So the rules of Fried Chicken Fest are such that this item cannot exist on your regular menu. So it has to be something that people can only get during Fried Chicken Fest week, which makes it that much more of a sense of urgency and people are also excited. Now, that being said, many times these items that the restaurants host for that week become regular menu items because people have said, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. You have to have this all the time. So that's been interesting too. And Brazen Hall, uh, they were like our second place, I think, last yeah. year. And uh, Capitol Grill won last year on Broadway. And uh, yeah, it's just a really, it's such a testament to our great food scene. And we all know how hard restaurants have been hit by this pandemic and the mm -hmm. hospitality industry as a whole. So to me, this is just one more love letter to that industry and an, a way for us to support each other and to, you know, keep, keep that you know, economy flowing and to keep our restaurant people employed and able to pay their staff and pay their suppliers and all those good things. Yeah, I know. Um, so I would just want to sidebar, Susie, your campaign has been amazing. Hashtag Save Manitoba Restaurants and you've got it now in other provinces. How has it been? I mean, there is a huge, obviously, when you roll the campaign out and it's the excitement and you do all the PR, but and we're going to get into it there's kind of this lull or a sense of complacency or forget, you know, and we go back to our old ways. How has it been for the restaurants? I think it's been really, you know, they're helping to push the messaging as well, right? So yes. I think it's been a tremendous success from that point of view, obviously. Um, I think it's also driven home the point that a lot of restaurants are not feeling the support from our government, our provincial government especially. Mm -hmm. And so that's been very hard on them. And mm -hmm. this campaign and everybody showing all their, you know, all their support. I mean, people who are tipping like up to 50% sometimes on their takeout orders and mm -hmm. like just giving, you know, that much more support. I have to give a shout out to Patterson Outdoor and to Outfront Media who have been tremendous in their uh, community support of this initiative by giving us billboards and putting yes. that message out there right through the holiday season. And even now it's still up there on some billboards. QX104 had a call from a farmer a couple weeks ago who had $5,000 he wanted to donate to some restaurants. So shout out again to the Patterson team of QX104. They ran a contest on their Facebook page asking people to nominate their favorite restaurants for this uh this benefit from this wonderful Manitoban farmer and again that just speaks to the nature of the kind of people that we have in this province so generous and so thoughtful so they, they unveiled that list yesterday and you can go to their Facebook page and check out they even have a radio clip of uh, farmer Roger you know getting to <laughs> announce the restaurants and it's just so great so I think 
it's been a very successful campaign. I'm not letting up by any means. The, the push yeah. is still on. Fried Chicken Fest has all of our messaging wrapped up in Save Manitoba restaurants as well. And registration is still open. If you have a restaurant and want to participate, please hit our website up and take a look at it. And we'd love to have you. And I think it's just one of those things. It's another way that we can rally around, you know, this industry and everybody who works in it and for a good cause and for a good and delicious tasty time. Oh, there you go. Oh, you know what? Well, we're going to go to, and, and Susie, what is the website that we can go to for the Chicken Fest? And you'll have like a list of all the restaurants participating. Yeah, yeah we're working on that this week. It's friedchickenfest.ca. Okay, okay friedchickenfest.ca. Don't forget that January 16th, it starts. Yeah. It's going to be a great time. And I want to say hi to Rana. Oh my hi, goodness. Rana. Look at your beach. Hey, you know what? I've got, I did my beach wave because I was just tired of trying That's to do anything with beach my beach wave. <laughs> I'll let you know, like the secret is sea salt spray. So oh. yes, yes. So I think that we're now allowed to buy stuff for like that for your hair and not, and it's super easy, right? You just partially dry your hair and you just kind of spray it and you kind of scrunch it, you know, a la like the eighties, sorry, nineties with the big hair. I had my hair, I had my hair in pigtails. I had my hair in pigtails yesterday. They went skiing. Oh. <laughs> um, that's kind of why my hair is kind of wavy like this so I just kind of took it out and let it be so. oh so I just thought you spent hours trying to curl oh, like, hey, see? <laughs> I spent hours on no maintenance these days <laughs> it's so much fun okay so um oh, we'll go around <laughs> happy new year to everybody oh, you know let's let's start off with takeaways uh I do suggest a really funny movie if some of you have not yet seen it's on Netflix, of course. Uh, Death to 2020. Um, I suggested it to Linda. Uh, Susie's nodding her head. You know, if you just like to have a good laugh, good giggle, and go, oh my God, um, it, Rana, you would love it. <laughs> I feel it was like a it was like a laugh cry movie. Like yes. you're laughing because it's true, and then you're crying because it's true, and you're just like, oh my God, this actually happened, right? I know. So I know satire piece and then there's the ah it's reality so yeah it's it's a it's an emotional roller coaster yeah yes so anyway <laughs> so kind of you know they did the question to the uh, main characters or whatever that were great all like famous actors you know portraying these characters and the, the question was what is your takeaway from 2020 so that was like a kind of a loaded question. So I will start who is always just so smiley and always just sitting and you're in my little top left corner all the time, Kirsten. Happy New Year to you and your family. <laughs> She's like, whoa. <laughs> uh, I and, thought you were going to say Charlotte. <laughs> oh, no, no. I'll wait for Charlotte. Yes. No. Um, yeah. And, and try not to be too Pollyanna, you know, between you and, and, and Susie, although Susie, you know, Susie has an edge, like then she calls out, you know, but uh, yeah, your take. Yeah, you know, yeah, we had a similar question um, uh, a week and a half ago when we did a, a parent support group, which we always have once yeah. a week. And we went around kind of talking about what we're going to leave in 2020 and what we're going to gain in 2021. Mm -hmm. And uh, the conversation was really, really, really um, like just very like loss in 2020. And I I'm going to be Pollyanna. I'm sorry. This is terrible. But <laughs> no, but it's, yeah, but, but it's your takeaway. You know? Yeah. It's, it's our family's takeaway. And uh, my personal takeaway, every story is different. Um, a lot of, uh, with all the horrific events that uh, went on in 2020, and I'm not making light of that at all. Mm -hmm. But there are some stories, especially with people struggling with mental health, where 2020 um, in, in some worlds was actually a safe place and a place where there was a lot of growth. And my family was one of those families. So, um, you know, the world slowed down. Um, it, it was a safe place to kind of move forward and, and um, you know, venture out and have new experiences without being thrown in the rat race of, of life. Um, to venture out knowing that you're going to connect with one or two people, not in a room full of 40 people and be lost. So we, I think Charlotte will agree a little bit. There, we did experience some, some really positive things in 2020. Um, and for me personally, for my little family, it was actually a wonderful year. 
And, and there's many reasons for that. And I'm not making light of how horrific it was globally. Um, however, moving in 2021, you know, I'm, I'm excited just to, to move on with a whole, um, a, a deeper perspective. Uh, I always think I'm a, um, I have gratitude and um, I'm very aware, but my gratitude level uh, and empathy has just like gone to a whole different level that I didn't even expect. So when we start moving forward and, and coming out of this, which we are going to, um, uh, I'm not, I can't tell you when, I really wish I could tell you when, <laughs> but, but, but the light is there. We just got to get to it. Um, it's just, just keeping that change and being more grateful and then, and more grateful of connection and, and the simple things and just uh, really enjoy the simple things. And I'm going to wear heels for like 12 months when we start going up. <laughs> oh, when you start going on, it's going to ask, do you have heels on today? <laughs> No, I have slippers, but um, yeah, I'm just excited to get back out there. So there's my, my takeaway. Oh, well, yeah. When we can get back out there, Linda, how about you? Happy new year. Yes. Happy new year. Oh my gosh. Takeaways. I have so many, but um, I don't know if anybody else does uh, like word of the year. Like, does anybody ever choose a word of their year? Anyway, I did this. Um, you did Susie. What's your word? So I don't do it the way everyone else does it. I don't choose it at the beginning. I choose it at the end. Oh, okay. so I look back on everything and I, I, I was struggling to find how to word it, you know, for 2021, but um, my word this year for 2020 was family. Oh, because that was my entire universe for 2020. Mm -hmm. And, um, my post basically talked about, um, how the word family is not a noun to me. It's a verb to me. Mm -hmm. And that the word family to me means is not just your bloodline, but it's the people who show up for you. Okay. So this year, like Kristen said, Kristen said, so many people struggled and, and still some people, you know, had tremendous growth. Right. But it, to me, that year showed me who is here for me, who is going to check up on me, who's going to help me or who I need to help pick up the pieces when they don't even know where to start. Okay. And, and that can be different for, you know, whether you're coming or going, right. Depending on where you're at in your station in life. Um, but I, I think 2020 and for a lot of people, maybe this was the case, it crystallized who you need in your life and who you don't. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really um, troublesome revelation in some ways and sometimes, but I think it's a necessary revelation because when we realize that the world slows down, and um, we need help or we need care or we need compassion. Who's giving those things and who's not, right? There was a lot of struggle that I think took place and a lot of healing, but I also think there was a lot of hard lessons that people learned last year, thinking that maybe they were on the same page with certain people and they weren't. Mm -hmm. And that's a painful thing to have to realize, very painful. But I think what's even more painful is trying to make a relationship with people who have nothing to give you. They simply want to take. And as I move forward in 2021, in my adulthood, as I raise my children, I need to have people in my life that I not only feel safe with, but that I feel there's a reciprocity involved and that we are there for each other you know and i understand and the way i quoted it in my uh, facebook post was that there are people who take because they have to and then there are people who take because they can that's two very different types of taking i'm not interested in the second i'm yep. interested in the first because if you're taking because you have to that's okay i can refill my well for that because i know that your well will be there when i need it so to me, that word family really had full meaning and came into crystal clear view last year for me. That is wow. so beautiful. And I love the way you do it. You pick a word retroactively <laughs> and define your year. That's so interesting. I, the reason I asked was because this question reminded me of um, uh, the process that I was doing uh, over Christmas, New Year's, which was to choose a year, uh, a word of the year, and also to choose a word that represented what I wanted to let go of in 2020. Um, so the word that I wanted to let go of in 2020 was helpless. And helpless 
Um, I had a friend going through cancer treatments and the pandemic and the, you know, the racism and, you know, being, you know, forced to be at home. There was a few, quite a few times where I felt helpless. And that was for me, the word that I wanted to let go of in 2020, that feeling. Um, and my new word for 2021, which I'm bringing forward is return. Now it's a weird word. Like I, I went through this whole kind of yoga process to get to that word, but to me, it was return, return to me, return to, um, return to my vision for what I want for my life, return to my values, return to my sense of humor, return to, um, you know, all the unique, peculiar things that make me, me. Um, and really just bring those into my business and create from that sense of just uniqueness, you know, being solid in who I am. And uh, so, yeah, I think 2020, um, like, you know, Kirsten was saying and Susie was saying, like, family was definitely uh, prevalent. I'm personally proud of the fact that this year like my daughters are still talking to me you know like that's like I did it like <laughs> um so um but yeah that that I I really appreciated that that perspective that you had Susie about uh really noticing who was there for you uh and I love that concept of family as a, a verb like it's something you do that we um yeah, I'm going to think about that one. I, I really love that. So, um, yeah. And as Kirsten said, gratitude, uh, you know, that my health is still good. I think everyone had to face, you know, their own fears of their own health and, and their health issues. And, you know, I am just very grateful that I'm, I, I still feel healthy at this point. So that's, oh. yeah. And to go and to go back to what you're saying there, Linda, too, about like the word family. And I, and I thought about this for a long time because there are so many people who don't feel a connection to their biological family. They might be estranged or there might be histories of abuse or anything that's there. And sometimes I think you have to choose who your family is going to be. Yeah. And when you choose what, what your family is going to look like, that means that you're, you're choosing people to fit into that structure and you're choosing uh, relationships and values based on that as well, right? And I think that that's when you can really see the word family for me become a verb because you're being action oriented around what that actually means, as opposed to taking for granted that because we're related, we're family. No, that's not good enough for me anymore. I need to see concrete examples of how you're going to care and nurture and be there for each other because otherwise, what is a bloodline but a privilege? And that's not what this should be about. This should be about action and it should be about conscious thoughts about how am I making either, you know, this relationship better or how, what do we need to work on? You know, those kinds of things. And I think that's a very intention filled way to approach family, whether it's biological or chosen. There's nothing wrong with being intention uh, motivated and thinking about your actions and how they affect others especially as we turn our backs on 2020. Well, that's, yeah. It's I have very to jump in. Yeah. We talk about this all the time, Susie, um, family of choice and, and family, um, when, when there's a men, uh, mental health struggle in a family or addiction, uh, family can, can blow up and people are often found like they have uh, a great loss and they don't have family. And then if you can reframe that and if, exactly what you were talking about, Susie, about, uh, you know, family being a verb. I love that. I need to paint that on a wall somewhere. <laughs> um, you know, those people in your world who do show up, who do nurture and continuously, um, you know, put action into, um, you know, their behaviors. Um, they nurture. I'm, I'm kind of getting off track, but what you said was absolutely perfect. And so many people need to hear that, especially when they're in that place of loss and they've been let down or abandoned by their family. Um, you know, I'm just gonna leave it at that. My heart's full. <laughs> no, I, 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 I totally appreciate and understand what you're saying too. And I think that, you know, part of our, um, our growth as adults is understanding that our parents 
or the adults in our lives from when we were children, whatever that might mean, are just people too, you know, and that their flaws and their, um, you know, mistakes or missteps are simply a part of that human experience and that it's not necessarily reflective on us. And we internalize that pain though, right? As the child or at, depending on the relationship dynamic, we can take a step back and look at it from an objective point of view and say, that wasn't necessarily about me, it was about you. And I happen to be the recipient of that failure or that failing, whatever that might be. But I can recognize that and stop that pattern now and repair that because this great Instagram quote that I read the other day, what you don't repair, you repeat. And it was just like, oh my gosh, yes. I really, really love that because I think it's so important. And even as we move into 2021, if we don't fix what we have in our lives that's bothering us, we're just going to repeat it. So I love that that idea that we can that we can do something. We're not helpless, like Linda said. We can do something to change the pattern moving forward into a more healthy pattern. Yeah. That's there you one go. of my favorite quotes, actually. Lessons not learned will have to be repeated. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, we, I should have changed the question. Quote of the day. I don't know. <laughs> okay, Rana. I mean, and here you are the epitome of family and uh, I mean, so deeply rooted. Definitely. You know, I was having a conversation with some friends uh, yesterday, uh, and we were kind of talking about um, about parents and then children. So, and I'm I don't have children, obviously, um, but I, I was kind of suggesting that, you know, the more you can forgive your families, and the more that you can forgive your own parents, and it's hard. There's mm -hmm. a lot of hurt, and there's a lot of deep-rooted pain that comes from a lot of family circumstances. I'm not speaking from experience, but I'm just saying, like, I have a lot of people in my life who, who really struggle at 46, 47 years old, not talking to parents and whatnot. And, um, you know, one thing I said was, um, you know, what you give out is what you're going to get back, right? So maybe getting on that path of healing and, and understanding uh, a parent's perspective when they're now 80 and you're not going to change them and they're going to be gone soon. So perhaps reconcile whatever issues you have it'll probably help your own relationship with your children you mm -hmm. see what I'm saying like I feel like you know the, the, how you are to your parents is how your children are going to be to you because that's what they see right so I think that there's um, obviously it's a very generalized statement I think that there's a lot of nuances in that some people are actually quite horrible um, but but just generally speaking you know I think it's taking those steps and it's making that 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 attempt uh, to reconcile or to be kinder, or maybe not react the same way that you did. Like it always does take two, right? Someone says something to me, uh, my normal reaction is anger or whatever it is, and then it just kind of perpetuates. So there, there must be something that one can do to change that style of communication or that dialogue, but it does take strength and it takes a lot of effort to do that. I'm assuming, right? Like I, yeah. I, I don't, you know, but, but yeah, you know, for me, family, I mean, I, I it's it's everything I've never you know I actually wrote a thing on my Instagram I think Susie you probably saw it where I was just like you know one of the biggest backlashes I used to get during politics was oh she lives with her family uh, and I used to be so offended by this being like no I take care of my family because you may not be able to that is your jam but I actually think it's something to celebrate so obviously we're very we're two very different people so, mm -hmm. so I actually had that on my Instagram post uh, uh, just, just a few days ago, you know, being like, how, how, how could people even think that way? But just going back to the original question, you know, for me, um, you know, I'm doing this panel on February 2nd on kind of intersectional, um, just the intersectional COVID response and how that has been, you know, and I've been, I, you know, I try my best to talk about it as much as possible. So I'm going to use this opportunity to talk about that too, is for me, um, not on a personal scale. I think mm -hmm. my personal life has been pretty public. Everyone knows very much what I've kind of my ups and downs, mm -hmm. but I do think that um, I think what we saw was a very um, unfortunate spotlight on how a pandemic or a crisis was a 
different with different like how, how the effect was different amongst different groups of people right yep. so you know if you look at who were all the who are who were all the kind of care workers you know most of them are from marginalized places who are who are at the who are the healthcare workers? Most of them are, you know, immigrants from different places who are using mm-hmm. those cleaning janitorial jobs, um, you know. And I'm gonna, you know, tell people to kind of start paying attention to my Instagram a little bit because I'm doing like a six six series, six stories on on that issue uh, because I do not believe that there's been enough attention drawn to the fact that uh, the response to a pandemic was not equal. It was very much whether we believe it or not. You know, there's systemic issues within all of these systems already, and they just were perpetuated. And I think if we don't see that during crisis, then we have a a questionable future, right? Like things yeah. will not be where we want them to be. So on a global level, I'd say that. Um, but on a personal level, truthfully, um, you know, I agree with Susie so much. I don't do the word ever, but I think it's a good practice, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it was just growth. I think through all the pain, through all the challenges, um, everything you thought you couldn't get through, you did. Everything you thought you couldn't live without, you did. You know, so I think that that is something to celebrate, that all those topics and thoughts you have in your mind um, about things that you just cannot survive without. You know, if this person leaves my life, I won't be able to, you know, well, maybe they did. And maybe you're fine and maybe you're on that healing path and maybe you're going to be really stronger for it tomorrow. So, uh, so for me, that's kind of where my head is right now. It's, you know, where have we come? Um, what have we learned? You know, um, but on a global scale, I think that uh, we have uh, some silence in areas that there shouldn't be silence, basically. Wow. Well, you know what, uh, you know, let's have more of a discussion, Rana, on this series, because I think that it is very important to, I mean, as we move forward, and it'll be a nice uh, segue into our next uh, kind of line of a discussion. But I want to go lastly to Charlotte, who has been just been sitting there and probably jotting down notes. And <laughs> it, it looks like you're back at home. Or are you still Blake? I'm at home. <laughs> I'm here for couple of weeks um yeah so yeah it was hard to say goodbye to the lake but uh needed to yeah yeah and you know when I'm at the lake I like I'm literally in the middle of nowhere with uh Mm -hmm. you know with your family yeah so um gosh you know what Susie you always have such great takeaways so I was jotting down uh lots and I did see your family post and uh, loved it. Um, Kristen, I, we spent probably an hour on this family topic yesterday. We hadn't, we uh, had taken a week off from, from work and uh, we're catching up. And, uh, you know, we talk a lot, like mentioned before, you know, it's family of choice, not always family of origin, but I really, really loved what you said about, you know, the ones that show up for you and who you show up for. And, um, you know, in our in our uh, family uh, peer support groups that we run on Wednesday nights, there's so much shame around when um, your family of origin starts to fall apart, um, when there's a mental health challenge involved. And um, Kristen and I spent a lot of time supporting families, um, you know, about uh, how that looks for them, how they can work through it. Um, and, and some boundaries that need to be created because sometimes, you know, the family of origin um, has uh, a lot to do with, you know, how your, how your mental health is and, um, and forgiving, um, but still maintaining the boundaries that, you know, you need to keep with them. Um, and uh, that's one of those themes that Kristen and I spend a lot of time supporting families on. So mm-hmm. always being mindful of that and then checking in on your biases as well, because, you know, when family doesn't look like the traditional family, um, you know, are you criticizing or questioning why your family looks like that, but instead of supporting, um, but takeaways and back to takeaways, um, peer support is all about lived experience and, uh, Robin and I had a really interesting year where we got a whole bunch of new lived experiences added to our already big list of lived experiences. Um, Robin lost a brother to suicide. Um, She had lost many, many friends over the years to suicide, but boy, when that one hit us this, uh, this summer, that was really hard because that was, 
right in her family. And, uh, you know, so it, it caused a lot of um, reflection on how, you know, her family looked and how it looked for her um, and, uh, and what suicide had looked to her previous to that and then losing her brother. Um, she had, uh, and she doesn't mind me talking about this, she had um, struggled a lot with suicide in her life. And then when she saw the impact it had by losing her on her family, it just rewrote it for her. And, uh, and from that, some pretty amazing conversations came um, in the training that we do in our business um, supporting, training peer support workers. So that was a big takeaway um, for our company was some really amazing conversations and dialogues and trainings that we now offer. Um, and a new one that we're working on right now, which is kind of going along with what Susie was talking about in Kirsten, um, it's entitled Curious Not Furious. And so often family is so quick to judge with anger and like, what are you doing? And, you know, so this is one of the these great workshops that we're working on um, to take forward again in our family division. Um, but it's really next necessary. It's, you know, having conversations around supporting family members um, without getting judgy or angry first. And uh, so that's coming up in the pike. So, um, and uh, I was glad 2020 is over because uh, it was a hard year. It really was. And uh, I'm a little Pollyanna like Kirsten, really looking forward to 2021 um, and all the options and possibilities that come. And a little tease, I've got a new addition to my family coming, um, which I'm very excited about. I'll tell you guys next week. Don't want to jinx it, but uh, my little family's growing. Um, <laughs> all right, I'm getting a puppy. I, I was going to say, I was like, what? So I <laughs> went from being, uh, <laughs> what kind? Um, a, okay, so... For all you guys who don't know, I had three dogs, and then I had two dogs, and then I had one dog, and uh, and now I have none. So that was the ending to my 2020 was a, a hard goodbye to a, a a dear member of our family who loved being an only child for a year. So I'm getting a uh, black golden doodle. <gasps> oh my god! Yeah. Okay, well, okay, then definitely they have to be. Is it a, a male or female? He's a male. His name He's is Archie. Archie will, Archie will be our mascot. Okay. <laughs> I've already, I've already uh, signed him up for that. Uh, well, what a wonderful way to start 2021. Oh my yeah, goodness. I'm excited. So, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be quick. A, we yeah. got a COVID puppy too. Like we got, yeah. we got a puppy two months ago. And oh, he's, he's adorable. He, he's adorable and just so much work, but like just <laughs> so cute. And he's, Half golden, half uh, Bernese Mountain dog. Oh wow! So he's, he's so going to be big. Boy. He's yeah. a big boy, but he's so cute. Oh. <laughs> well, for me, I can't imagine my family without a dog. And okay. um, when I was down to one dog, I kept asking, "I need another one. I need another one because I need two. I don't recommend three. Three was really difficult to gang up on you. Um, <laughs> Just so, like kids. Just like kids. Yeah. So anyway, it was. Uh, it took a while to talk uh, the rest of my family into a puppy because, you know, they're busy. Well, well, you know what? It's it's the mom that has all, all the tools to convince. But uh, so I'm, I'm just going to quickly say I, I have two words. And I was just thinking because everybody just had such great and profound reasons. Um, so mine are friends and strangers, I guess, kind of an oxymoron in a, in a sense. But um, 2020 in hindsight, uh, showed me, obviously, you know, dear friends, but then thinking of friends in a different sense as strangers, because some of you, I didn't know at the beginning of 2020 and had no idea that our paths would intertwine and meet. Um, and so I have, and have become friends. Like I can, I can count on and like what Susie says with a, a, a family too as well. And then going through the whole fear of COVID and, you know, catching, catching the pandemic disease or whatever. And you view strangers so differently. And we had this conversation and then I was thinking, well, I still want to view strangers and still give them a chance and, and, and still embrace strangers in the same way that I would normally do. But of course, 
you know, under certain circumstances, but never kind of just give away, give in to the, uh, you know, staying away from people. So I, I guess what taught me is that strangers can become friends. And uh, that was kind of a new meaning for me. And, uh, and then that's also another feeling that is coming in the new year of 2021. And is with standing at the kitchen sink with my husband and we just kind of automatically started washing dishes and we kind of looked at each other and, and it was my husband, Kevin, that said, is complacency going to be the new norm? Because we really like, <laughs> it was just like, we talked, well, do we go for a walk? What? Um, do we clean that next room or closet? And we kind of looked at each other and he just said, you know, it, and it's not being lazy, but it's just that kind of feeling of, uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> and you know, it's kind of like, you know, with Linda and Susie and everything, you know, you know, that uh, feeling is, but is that going to be the new norm? As we heard, we're going to be like this for another 30 days, you know, maybe not like so severe as code red, but that also kind of gives you another sense of, uh, to me. So, uh, Linda, you had kind of a new spin on that. <laughs> I always have a spin on that. And you know what, Tracy, I, I was feeling that so hard yesterday. I was expecting January 4th, Monday, I would just be waking up fired. I woke up so sluggish and just like, blah. like I, I was very surprised actually. Um, but uh, you know, I'm a life coach, so I do have the tools <laughs> and, and, you know, one of the things that I think is, um, for me is to, you know, I think it's good to acknowledge those feelings and sit with them for a bit, but I will notice when I start to indulge in those kind of feelings and start to spiral down into those feelings. So a couple of questions that I have uh, that I ask myself, you know, um, what do I want? That's a, a very, mm -hmm. oftentimes for women, we're not used to asking ourselves, what do I want? We often ask what other people want and we're kind of quick to give them what they want, but we maybe don't take as much time to say, what do I want? Like, what do I want in 2021? Not what I should want, what I think I should do, you know, all that, but what do I want? And to see, um, somebody said this recently, to see desire as holy, that what we desire for ourselves and for our lives is a, not just to be dismissed as something frivolous or unnecessary, especially in the face of, you know, pandemic and other people's suffering, but to see that desire and what we want is bringing light and magic to the world. And that's an important part and getting clear on what we want and our vision and how to carry that out is, is a very important part of, uh, just being alive and being human. Oh, look at that love. Um, that's, that's family. Oh my gosh. That's adorable. Um, so yeah, asking what I want. Um, another good question is, um, is, you know, if you, this is one of my favorite questions that I ask clients, if you could make wave a magic wand, what would you have appear right now? Like what in, in January? If you could wave a wand and you can make it appear, what would you want? So I think redirecting the brain, you know, allowing yourself to sit in some of those feelings is, is fine, but then redirecting your brain to what's working, what do I want? What do I want to feel? You know, knowing that, you know, what we want to feel is, is a choice. We can, you know, we can create the feelings that we need or want. And if you could wave a wand, what would you, what would you want? What would you want to have appear? Wow. Charlotte, what are your feelings on? Eh. <laughs> oh, you know, I was, uh, I was just listening to what Linda was saying too. And um, it's, it's, I was a little sluggish too, starting up yesterday. And uh, 
Robin and I had taken the week off to do pretty much nothing. And then it was like the list of to do's was, oh my goodness. Um, but it's those stories that you tell in your brain all the time too, that, uh, that show up in those tired moments and, uh, you know, really trying to figure out how to kick your butt to, uh, to get motivated. Um, you know, I, I, I was, my head went, Linda, when you're magic, you know, twinkling your magic wand and it immediately went to, to a person, you know, someone in my life that I would love to see again, who had passed away. So I was thinking that you need to reword that to be maybe not a person because I was like, if I could change anything or put something in my room, it would be, you know, and, and I would imagine Rana would have her dad boom right back in there too. So uh, I was trying to shift to something. Uh, thinking but, something you know, else. even Charlotte, that's, that's an important realization to have. Yeah. You know, if that's what comes to mind, it's then, okay, like, what do I... I, I need to make time to honor that person. I need to, you know, take time to reflect on what they gave me, you know, like what, what, uh, what values they gave me and all that kind of stuff. Like take, you know, that, that obviously is percolating enough that, you know, it needs, it needs caring. It needs attention. Oh, absolutely. It's just, it's just the, it's the first go-to always, then, then you go, and then what would be next? So that's where, that's where I went. Um, and I'm a little distracted and I'm just going to give a little shout out to Girl Power because um, this is swirling around in my communication is, is Heather Stephenson was just announced as the new health minister. Oh, so, wow. Friend of mine. And I'm like, whoa big job. Awesome for girl power and, uh, sending her lots of strength and, uh, and guidance on that. So wow. didn't mean to be distracted, but it's just, no. you know, that's, uh, that's a huge, huge role she's got. Wow. No, that's, that's great. Yes. Congratulations, Heather. And how about for you, Kirsten? Were you feeling, uh, uh, oh, <laughs> you know what? I have had a lot of uh, a lot of long morning coffees, which I well, it's been going on for months. But yeah, kind of the complacency thing. I totally, I can totally relate. Um, but you know, yeah, you know, it's a little sluggish. But uh, I've been trying to get out and go on long walks every day, which helps. And um, I think we have to just be kinder to ourselves as well. Like um, as long as we don't get stuck um, yeah but if we feel a little oh, well see what see what work how you work that through in the morning or whatever um but uh yeah it's hard to get hard to get really excited for me right now um and usually it's funny because when you wake up within the first 30 minutes I kind of determine whether it's going to be one of those like really awesome productive days or a uh, day and then I go with it <laughs> <laughs> But I, I'm looking forward to a, a little bit of change coming down the pipe soon. Uh, yeah. I'd love to have um, Charlotte to my backyard for a fire and a face-to-face, -face, things like that. I would love to have. Um, so I'm hoping we get there soon. Yeah. Yeah. I think all of us. How about you, Rana? Yeah. Um, I'm kind of, I agree kind of with everyone, right? Uh, I, I'm the same way. I, you know, like you, Kirsten, I'm, I wake up, I'm like, oh, is this going to be a get done day? Or is this going to be a sit on my computer, look at stuff, pretend I'm doing something like it's just, but yeah, like, I think you just have to own it, uh, you know, because I think what, ha what was happening to me a lot was um, I would feel bad at the end of the day about what wasn't done. And then that would just kind of spiral into, you know what I mean? So you have to be very aware of the fact that that's okay. Mm -hmm. Right. Like it's OK to just do the best that you can do. And honest to goodness, you know, if it's a day where I could wash my hair, you know, whatever it is to be like, whatever it may be uh, for some, it'll be, you know, get out of pajamas for others will be going for a walk, you know, whatever it is, just figure out that one small thing that you can be like, oh, what a great day. I got that done. Because if you don't change the way that your brain works, you'll be because we're in the habit. Right. We think that working ourselves to the bone 
um, to a point where we're so mentally and emotionally exhausted is some kind of championship. Like we, we've won if we're burned out, right? And that's not the case at all. Um, so I think it's, a, again, it's a lot of learning. So yeah, so for me, I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to practice what I've kind of preach here and be just celebrate the small things and, you know, just, just roll with it. Um, I definitely have to say, you know, and you can see my beach in the background. I think that, yes. I think that there's a lot of, you know, and congratulations to Heather, uh, to Heather. I mean, that's, that's an, that's an incredible portfolio to have and uh, to have such a strong woman have it, obviously it's, is hopefully it's leads us into the right direction, right? Like we can have some faith in that. Um, but then you look at all these people traveling, right? You go and you're like, oh, well, this politician decided to go here and this leader went like, what the, <laughs> you know, like, do you not just sit there and are like, what the, you know, how, how privileged is your life that no rule applies to you? No rule in general population applies for you. No rule in the law applies for you. Nothing applies for you. Like that, and the fact that people, and I saw, you know, there was that Twitter conversation yesterday happening about this. Um, and I saw people trying to be enraged about it, but almost kind of getting shut down. Like, this is something to be angry about. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you know? People were dying. People lost lives. And others were not able to be by their side because we chose to follow the rules. And then you got these people who should potentially be leaders, like you're a public servant, doesn't matter. Just shush, sit home, lead by example. And if you're unable to do that, you should be gone. Like you should personally have your own self dignity and respect to resign. It should just be that simple because I think it's embarrassing. I think it's incredibly embarrassing that people did that. Like you just cannot. Um, And you can equate yourself to not being a public servant. Because then I, then I thought people were like, whoa, this guy went here and this guy had a picture here. Don't equate general population to leaders. That's not, they're not the same. One are leaders. We follow them. We trust their judgment. And the others are general population who are making their own personal life decisions about certain things. So anyways, that was my rant about that. I was quite irritated. And, annoyed <laughs> and general population that. people are making their decisions based on what they see from leaders. So <laughs> How true. Yes. Yeah. You know, I think the word we're looking for is audacity. You Maybe, know, I yes. The word you're looking for is audacity. How do you have the audacity to do that? So I don't know. It's just, it blew my mind. Um, well, I, I think that's, yeah, that's going to get bigger and bigger because everybody's going to try and be more audacious <laughs> than the next one. <laughs> You know, try all you want. And I, again, I was having a conversation with people yesterday. You know, I was like, look, if you want to be big conspiracy theorists, great. If you want to be whatever it is that you believe in, great. But do it to yourself. Don't allow your decision to derail somebody else's following the rules, being cautious, you know, doing all these things. That's where the issue lies. Go do whatever you want to do. But if it's going to affect other people in some way, which anyone traveling would, um, just don't do it. You know, you can wait a month. Everybody else waited a month, two months, six months, whatever it is. So <laughs> it's kind of nuts, you know, to me, in my personal opinion. Yeah. Well, Susie. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know you. I know you agree. But uh, <laughs> complacency can be. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily view it as complacency. I think that um, one of the overwhelming feelings, if you will, about 2020 is that it's Groundhog Day, right? Like everything oh, yeah. is just the same. There's nothing to look forward to, even though you might be planning your dream trip online, you know, for when we can finally do those things again. But there's, there is a, um, I don't want to say it's a danger, but there's almost like a sadness if you're not in the moment because you don't know what's coming next. We don't know mm-hmm. what's coming next. And we are not out of the woods yet. There, it, UK and Scotland are locked down till UK is at least mid-January, end of January. Scotland, I think is end of February now with the new variant that's out of this COVID um, virus. So we can't get too excited even about the vaccination process because that's gonna take a while. There's a lot of moving parts to this. So. 
there is an overwhelming sense of what does it all matter? You know, kind of thing. Like yeah. I, I think yeah. we all have kind of felt that, right? Mm-hmm. And what difference does it make if I wash these dishes tonight or tomorrow? I'm still going to be right here. <laughs> like I'm not going <laughs> to anywhere. I have no plans. No one's going to come over and see them. You know, like you, you kind of just wonder what's the point mm-hmm. of it all. So I think that we can kind of shake off that feeling of what does it all matter by just saying, you know what, it matters because I'm, it's going to give me something to do now. I can, you know, daydream while I do this task or whatever it might be. And just kind of give ourselves a break in the sense of not being so hard on ourselves about what we think we have to be doing, what we think we should be doing. And all those expectations that like Rana used the word learning that we need to be unlearning. Okay. And that there's nothing wrong with being sad being, you know, uh, feeling that sense of loss. These are all normal things that we are and still are feeling right now. And I think that um, as we move on in this year, we have to sort of reconcile that things are not going to change quickly or even overnight. So we bide our time, we take our time, we practice kindness and compassion with ourselves and others. And those things don't change from, you know, when we, when we started this lockdown, we have to be gentle with ourselves. And when we're gentle with ourselves, we can, you know, be gentle with others. And I, there was a great quote I saw on Twitter where nobody has enough right now to give because we're all operating with the bare minimum. I'm paraphrasing, but it was basically that. And it's just like, everyone, oh, everyone needs more than what we can give right now. That's what the phrase was. And it's just like, yes, yes. Everyone needs more than what we as individuals or even as a group can give. So if we can give ourselves grace and compassion and just time to, you know, adjust and sort of unlearn all those expectations of ourselves, maybe we can be a little bit more peaceful about our current situation. Is that my Pollyanna? I don't know, but. No, it makes me know after this, I'll go and clean my kitchen. Okay. <laughs> me too. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. No one would see the dirty, you know, pots sitting there and, you know, soaking, but uh, no, you're, you know, you're so right. Um, thank you. All of you um, for making me now feel better. Good. <laughs> okay. we thank Tracy. you. Linda. Yes. I just wanted to point out that we like, this is like death to 2020. We're all wearing black. Like this is, <laughs> this oh, is yeah, the, we are. the funeral for 2020. <laughs> oh, I, I've got some stripes here of hope, uh, you know, some silver, yeah. there's silver linings in, in all of this that we're going through. Oh my goodness. Well, I just want to say, I think, you know, I wasn't even too sure on, on, you know, rather continuing these chats, uh, but I really do love them. And I think all, all of you here today are like the core, the heart of it. And uh, so I would love to continue these at least, you know, until we're, you know, being able to have a face to face. And I think that that will really truly change. So um, come to come next Tuesday with uh, something on your shoulders that you want to get rid of. Um, you know, and love to share because I think this is all what 2021 is going to mean, right? Is continuing the conversation. And if we don't, then yes, we'll all become blah and complacent and not share. So anyways, on that note, I am going to go clean my kitchen. I am inspired now. I will daydream about my first vacation and I will daydream about the first live event that all of you could be on set here with me and we can have fried chicken. Then don't forget the fried chicken (laughs) fest. And we'll put on our heels for Kristen. (laughs) Yes, yes, heels, heels and hair, makeup, clothes, you know, all of those party dresses, Charlotte, all of the, (laughs) bring in your, bring in your gowns. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and Archie, you can't come without Archie. And Linda, your puppy too. What's your what's your dog's name, Linda? Oh, Linda. Oh, she froze. Anyways, yeah, Linda and her puppy. So thank you all. Enjoy your Tuesday. I know it's a little bit chillier today, but it's beautiful hoarfrost. This morning was wonderful, magical. All right, see you next Tuesday. Thank you. Bye bye. It's Tracy. Take care. Thanks, Take Tracy. care. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. 
This has been a production of ILikeQ.com. Podcast distribution from the Sound Off Media Company. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.